Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the DoubleClutch.ca podcast. I'm your host, Nick, managing editor of DoubleClutch.ca magazine, and I'm joined in studio by editor-in-chief Ben So and Nathan Leipzig. Hey, guys. It's been a while. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. It's good to have you back on, Ben. Yes, happy to be here. And for those who might not be aware, we are a dedicated gaggle of gearheads that have been running DoubleClutch.ca magazine for the better part of 10 years, more or less as an excuse to play with the latest and greatest in the world of cars. Nick, what have we got this week? We have the Toyota Grand Highlander. <laughs> we have the Toyota Grand Highlander Hybrid Max. That's a fucking tongue twister. Contrary to Nick's butchering of the name, it actually is pretty grand. I'm it a fan. Is. It's big. That's a big boy. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I like yeah. the look of it. Yeah, that's terrific. Um, keep going, Nick. What else we got? Uh, we also got the Accord Hybrid. Uh, we also have the BMW i5 M60. We actually have a couple of Beamers this week. We, we, we have the i5 and the X5 Plug-in Hybrid. And, yeah, that's roughly uh, that's roughly what we got in that's the That's where we're at. Week. Okay. Um, so, you guys. So, I have this Grand Highlander, and yeah. it's a loaded... It, you, it's a mouthful. I can't remember what it's called. So it's a Grand Highlander Hybrid Max Platinum. Correct. Think, or yes, Platinum correct. Hybrid Max. So let's go over the number, uh, you know, the, I guess the different trims of the Grand Highlander because it can get confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's like. Ditto the powertrain choices too. I honestly yes. don't know the trims. So there, there are, th- I don't know about the trims, but there are three powertrains. Yes. So there yeah. is the 2.4 liter turbo, the new engine. 2.4 liter. Yeah, that's, that's a gas yep. engine. Yeah. And then there's the, yep. the, like, I'm going to say soft. It's a full hybrid. It's the 2.5 liter four cylinder with the hybrid powertrain that Toyota's been making for years. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one we have, the hybrid max, that is New the same 2.4 liter turbo four. I think it's the same powertrain as being deployed in the Tacoma truck um, with two electric motors to back it up. And it's 362 horsepower, 400 foot pounds of torque. It feels and sounds great. It goes. Yeah. This thing moves along really well. Yeah. It's got a very natural power delivery. And like next time we were talking about, I think, I think it was two weeks ago uh, when I had the Canyon Denali tester yeah. with its 2.7 yeah, yeah. liter, like four, like turbo four engine. It sounded like really sewing machine mm-hmm. excellent engine, but just kind of mm-hmm. sounded like a sewing machine economy car piece of shit. Um, this doesn't. This sounds like yeah. a truck. This is the acoustic throaty tuning that I was looking for in that truck. Yes. Uh, yeah. The thing is fantastic. It's a home run on Toyota's part. You guys just been out in it. What do you think? Well, I had a chance to drive it up for a little bit, but before getting into it, I, I kind of walked around. I love the look of it. Uh, it looks a lot like the RAV4, so I think uh, a lot of people might actually just mistaken it for the RAV4. It's just a little bigger. I, I do like the look of it. It looks sharp. Uh, it's got decent room inside. Yep. The third row, kind it's kind of similar to every three-row SUVs on the market, so they are it, it's it's a little cramped uh headrooms shy on the third row which it, is kind of to be yeah, expected it, it's a little cramped yeah. but it's yeah. a lot better than the high than the, the regular non-grand oh, high absolutely yeah. absolutely, yeah. For sure. absolutely. Yeah. The, I, that, and that's what that's the confusing part now we have the the non-grand or you know we just call it the highlander which is a three row yeah and then also now this grand highlander which is just a little bit bigger um you know i like the the second row's got the captain seats yep um, quite roomy inside. It's it's comfortable, and then just driving it, like you said, it, I couldn't believe how quick that thing is. It's got a really, it's got a really aggressive throttle tip in. So mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. second that you kind of tiptoe on the throttle, the the thing just kind of it just kind of skirts. You know, it, it, it's really eager to get going, which yeah. is surprising to me because number one, it's a Toyota. Number two, it's a you know, free row crossover. So you really don't expect yeah. that. 
passing power. There's plenty of passing power on this truck. Uh, I really, really enjoy that. You know, but there's yeah, not not more to talk about except just how I was impressed yeah. how quick this is. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll have to we'll have to wait wait for the full week to see how we do on fuel. I think that's yeah. the priority right now. Yeah. Everybody in everybody's mind is you know how like with 360 horsepower, how much fuel are we really burning? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, I think we're too, we're too early into the test to yeah. to understand that. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm going to assume in typical Toyota fashion, like their ability to amalgamate the gas powertrain and the hybrid and, and the way they, they hand over to each other like so smoothly and seamlessly I, I, I think it, it's going to be for what it is excellent and I don't know it feels great they've done a masterful job of hiding that it's a turbo four you would never know like if you didn't know you wouldn't guess you know uh, what uh, I mean absolutely the, yeah. the hybrid yeah. max um, it does not feel like anything, any anything like a Toyota hybrid. Because let's let's you know, let's be frank here. Toyota hybrids, they're excellent in conserving fuel. Yeah. They're terribly, and terribly boring to drive. The four-cylinder yeah. drones like crazy. Oh. That that two point five liter uh, base engine drones uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. The old two point five, like good engine, not a nice engine. No. So <laughs> yeah. so I was I was pleasantly surprised getting into this with the with the turbo. Mm-hmm. I was. Pr- I- I, I was impressed with the interior quality. All the everything in there feels nice. It's, it's it's a good blend of like you know big digital displays. Not really keen on the graphics and the instrument cluster. They do kind of look a little dated already. Yeah, there's like two there's like two layouts for the cluster. Yeah, I don't like either of them, and I don't know how. I'm still figuring out how to get it to display. The things they wanted to display, yeah, because there's like seven options and five of them are just blank. So I don't know if there's something I have to set up that I haven't set up yet or, yeah. or whatever. We'll play with it a little bit more, and we'll you know we can always circle back. Yeah. I, I like there's I just, a lot of storage space inside. Tons. Oh, the center so console is huge. Right. Door pockets are huge. Like there's just yeah. lots on the dashboard. Like it's very and, family oriented, like yeah. practical, well thought out vehicle. How many USB ports were in the back, Ben? Like I think thirty. We, I think we counted. I, I think yeah. There's at least one per seat for sure. Yeah. There's like four up front, if I remember correctly. Um, there's three cup holders on each side on the third row. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so that's six cup holders in just the third row alone. I didn't. I actually didn't check out the second row. And then there's another three up front where we were, not including the door pocket. So yeah, yeah. There, there's uh, plenty of storage space. There's you know a little bit of storage pocket below the kind of you know uh, just below the center console. So there's mm-hmm. more space yeah. there. It's great. Yeah. Now, like it rides well. It drives well. It handles yeah. well. Like it's it's superbly quiet. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how quiet that thing, that thing mm-hmm. is. I couldn't hear any tire noises. Yeah, the interior so, design is excellent. It borrows a lot yeah. from the Crown, which was also a home run. Yep. Like, yep. Like they nailed. They've been like Toyota's new products lately have been just like nailing it. They've yeah. been doing so well updating their yeah. portfolio. I do like the. I do like the fact that that they've kept the uh, physical uh, switch gear for, for for the climate controls. Which no is... piano black buttons. It's all physical right? controls and no piano black. Right. Oh, Considering what Volkswagen's done with the Atlas this year, it's <sighs> quite the departure. You had an Atlas, right, Ben? I did have the Atlas, yeah. Thoughts quickly? Uh, I actually, surprisingly, because they ditched. So the big update for the Atlas is the, you know, they kind of got rid of the 3.6 uh, VR6 yes. uh, V6 engine. That's a good motor. I like that engine. And then they replaced it with a with a four-cylinder turbo, which I normally don't like. I like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of creamy six-cylinder engines. Uh, I actually came out of that Atlas. I did not miss the. I did not miss the VR6. Surprisingly, yeah. I thought I mm-hmm. would for sure. 
Um, but driving it in the city, it's so much more responsive with that turbo. I, I yeah. hate to admit it because I love naturally aspirated engines, but these new 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 powertrains are great. Um, and you know, on the highway, it's where I do miss the V6, uh, yeah. especially I think at 120 kilometers an hour. Um, you know, the the turbo does you you know you can kind of hear it a little bit more. But other than that, um, yeah, the new Atlas is is fine, except that they have also changed up the interior and now it's got the new we the, the, the um the new yeah the new touch infotainment and everything's yeah. Pro. touch yeah i forgot the name of it yeah the touch pro or whatever it is uh, there's an actual name for it there's a name it there's a, a name, name for it yes there's a name for it we'll have to you know read on my review to to find out um <laughs> nice plug yeah very good but uh yeah it's a it's a kind of a touch sensitive sliders yeah, yeah. um those, you know the, the climate control yeah on the temperature control you kind of slide it the volume you kind of slide it, which is you know, and it's, it's piano black. It's not illuminated at night, so you're kind of reaching into the dark when you want to make the adjustments. I yeah. feel like it's easy for enthusiasts to like make excuses for that in something like a GTI or a Golf R, uh, albeit barely. Um, but in a mainstream product, but in in a product as mainstream as the Atlas, yeah, that is a choice. Yeah. Like I think Toyota gets it right with the Grand Highlander. It's it's it, you still have a digital gauge cluster. You you yep. have a it feels tech forward. It feels it modern, but it's not. It's still too easy to use. Tech forward. It's like it's still intuitive. It still makes sense. Yeah. you can use it with mittens. Yeah, like this is a big thing that they thought of. Wait, you're thirty years old and you have mittens? No, I don't. But other people allegedly do. Allegedly, people have mittens. Ben, do you have mittens? I've ditched them since I've got heated steering wheel on my Infiniti JX35. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah, oh. It is properly toasty. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I could go on for days about heated steering wheels. They're magic. Uh, okay, so we've all driven both between, say, a Grand Highlander and, like, a decked Atlas. What would you rather have? That's a really tough one because I also... I. I really like the Atlas's new interior. Like, it's nice. They drive well. Yeah. Like, typical um, Volkswagen stuff. I also actually really like the the Turbo 4. Like like Ben said, um, I don't miss the Turbo 4. Uh, sorry. I, I, I don't miss the, the VR6 at all, except for maybe, except for maybe, maybe the soundtrack. Um, uh, probably going to go with a Highlander simply because as a mainstream product you just expect it to work you want it to have no learning curve in there mm -hmm. and I think Toyota nails that with the Grand Highlander yeah yeah my choice would definitely be the Grand Highlander it's you know I, I as much as I like the Atlas yeah. it's the infotainment that really kills it for me the the touch controls the touch sensitive steering wheel buttons that you kind of have to touch slash press into yeah, and kind of figure it out whether or not it's going to work this time or yeah, yeah. yeah those, so those things were a little you know just a little too finicky for me. I, and um, we also know that there's you know strong rumor that Volkswagen is going to move away from the touch bar. So mm -hmm. um, that kind of tells you they, they also realize um, this is not well received. So other than that, I love to I do like the Atlas. Yeah, Atlas is great. Like, I, I like yeah. the one I had last year. Like great vehicle. Oh yeah, the the, the Atlas is it's it's a proper kind of a dark horse. Can we say? Uh, not many. I don't know how many people really consider that. You know, at, at this fifty, sixty, sixty thousand dollars range. I still see a lot yeah. of them on the I road. I see a lot of them. Yeah. Maybe it's just where I am. I don't see many of them. I see a lot of pilots and Highlanders where mm -hmm. I am. Makes sense. Speaking speaking of hybrids, uh, we also got 
Unacord Hybrid in the garage this week. Ben, that's your press car. Why don't you, why don't you uh, tell us about it? Yeah, so this is the new eleventh uh, generation Accord. Uh, so they've kind of just, just complete redesign. Um, it looks. I like the look of it. I don't know. You, you guys have seen it. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I had one earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was fantastic. It's like the only knock I could come up against it is that it's like sterile. Like it's just kind of bland and a little boring, but it's also like a family car. Of course it is. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is not the old Acura Legend or, you know, yeah. like there's not those sedans. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a family yeah. car, right? Like, yeah, like, it, it is a family car. I think it's like, it's just kind of funny because you and I have both shared Accords in the last couple of years. So you and I both had this car or something very similar to this car, right? This new 11th gen, like it's a loaded touring hybrid, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. So you and I have both had like more or less identical cars. And then last year we both had 10th gen loaded touring <laughs> sports. Yep. Um, and like I, I found that car was a lot more engaging, a lot more like yeah. just satisfying to pilot. And like the old, it's the old two liter, so it was just like a lot more punchy. The thing was genuinely. Oh quick. yeah, well, that was that was a Civic Type R engine. So hold that. Yeah, that's the yep. K twenty C. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it, it's based off of that. It's not the same tune, of course, but it is, it's you know it's a it's a great engine. Uh, the hybrid, it's it's okay. It, you know, gets you around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what you expect. It's got a lot of. It's got a, a lot of low-end torque, which is great. I think the, the motor helps a lot. So I never feel like I'm driving a terribly slow car, but it's also not one that where I, I really want to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm more I'm more so watching my fuel consumption to make sure, you know, like how mm-hmm. much am I actually doing? Am I saving the, you know, kind of save, something, am I saving gas? Like, um, yeah, and Honda's good about telegraph telegraphing that like very intuitively to a point where like you don't feel like you're being pandered to. You just kind of like it's on there on the cluster, and you just kind of keep it in mind and yeah. adjust your habits accordingly to keep it happy. That that's exactly it. You you it, the Honda one, you know, it's, it's there, and you sort of do you you adjust mm-hmm. your driving style to yeah know, to, to keep winning at the game exactly. Yeah. Like you, you don't want the number. <laughs> it's it, it is a weird feeling. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you also shared that sentiment because. Mm-hmm. The entire time I'm driving, it's only been two days, but like, you know, when I'm driving it, I'm watching that figure to mm-hmm. not have it go up. Yeah. That's kind of the priority. And and, and so far, it's, it's doing that. I, I'm not going to talk about the, the numbers yet because it's way too early. I've only had it for two two days driving in the city. Um, but, you know, everything else, it, it works. I love I, I, I love the room on the Accord. Yeah. I've it's got, a huge car. The previous yeah. one wasn't small either. Yeah. No, Accords are, have always been kind of an underdog because people are looking at the CRVs, looking at... The, the different crossovers and they forget that the Accord actually has huge 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 back, it's uh, a rear. huge car like, yeah the back yeah. seats are, are big the the trunk is, is good yeah like typical uh, Honda uses space like yeah there's and, more space inside than you would ever expect like it's almost like a negative space it's bewildering wow and I, I like I like the infotainment it's simple it gets the job done yeah uh, I like that they also listen to us hopefully and also other you know internet people and they've put in the, the volume knob back in so there's there's a volume knob on the, on the dash which yep. is great it's still like largely physical i like their, their clean dashboard layout that they have on their new generation of cars they kind of like flip between like let's try something wacky and daring and then okay let's not do that and then oh yeah. this is too boring let's try something wacky and daring and they just go back and forth like on every generation yeah. i think that this new one's a good a good blend of that forward thinking that forward design uh and also keeping it sort of more traditional and intuitive i guess you could say um because i absolutely love uh what honda's been doing lately with their interior appointments that's amazing um yeah it really punches in above its weight and this this is a very ocd thing to say but i absolutely love the way the climate controls just click yes it's got a nice click to it from the civic yeah 
to the Honda, uh, to the Accord, to the, you know, to the to the CRV, to everything up. Yeah, nice haptics. Like Honda, like just spends a lot of time thinking about like just these little touch points, yeah. the way things it feel. Literally feels like like something out of an Audi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can hear the clicks right now as yeah. we're talking about it. I know exactly <laughs> kind of the digital, you know, the numbers kind of move. It's it's a nice feeling. I, I do like these new uh, Honda for how they feel. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's a nerdy thing to talk about and to obsess Absolutely. over, but like you notice it. Even if you don't notice it, you notice it. It just feels nicer. Yeah. Even if you can't like quite put your finger on why it's nicer, well, it's because of this, because it is, because someone sat down and thought about this response, how it's going to feel on your hand. Like, yeah. and it's all these little like attention to detail things that Honda's always been so good at mm-hmm. that makes the cars feel like they're a cut above, and they drive like a million bucks. Is there anything? There's nothing really else that that, that like offers that same that same sort of baller on a budget um, feel as the Accord does in the midsize segment. Is there? Is it much of a budget anymore? That car is fifty grand. I thought it was like forty. It's it's in the forties, I think. Yeah, but really? I, I don't think it touched. I don't actually. I haven't. I actually, you know what? I, I take it back because I haven't actually looked up the pricing. I think it's forty ish. It was like hot. I'm, well, Ben's looking it up right now, but I'm. Yeah. When I had a very similar one earlier this year, I could have swore we like just crested fifty grand. Now, granted, decked like leather, everything, power, everything, mm. like hybrid like nice yeah. car you were getting what you paid for not much of a budget anymore though it's 40 46 9 so 46 okay nine. okay yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's up there 50 that's then, up yeah. there then, yeah but you know, kind of mid 40s okay uh no there's there's not many cars i mean the this used to be the master six game yeah mm-hmm. right but now it's gone like, and now they have an update they, they haven't come up with a new one and the Accord's kind of taking it over. Well, we haven't seen the new Camry yet. Like that was just yeah. unveiled uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so we haven't we haven't really seen that one yet. Um, no, the well, the midsize sedan's kind of dead. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame because they're good. They're my favorite. They make a ton yeah. of sense. Yeah. That's why I really like the Master Six. Well, we all we all <laughs> grew up around one, uh, you know, a, a sedan of some sort, mm-hmm. uh, and they they do make the perfect family car, I, I think, and I, I continue to think, you know, no, not everybody needs a crossover. Yeah, but yeah. Unfortunately, not a lot of people grasp that. No. Yeah. Funny how how that it's funny how that's not the only uh, sedan we got in the garage this week, because um, we also have the uh, brand new. All electric BMW i5 M60. Woohoo! So, what'd you guys think of that? Actually, I, I was, it, I haven't driven this thing yet. I've driven every other BMW this year. So I literally assume, tossed you the like, key today. Yeah, and I went to go shoot it, and then I didn't. I went to go oh. play with the Grand Highlander instead. I haven't driven the thing yet. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, okay. We'll what do we think about the styling? Because, like, I, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm, it's I think it kind of works. Do you think? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, it, it 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 isn't as it isn't as because like the three and four have the big sniff. Yeah. No, just the four. Doesn't the three of the no, 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 no. big no, sniff? Ben's right. Ben's right. The M3 CS I had this year had the big sniff. Yeah, it's the M3. We're talking the three. The three does the not regular have it. three series does oh, not have it. Goes to show what I know. Um, okay, but like so the littler cars have the big sniff. The seven has the divorced lighting and yeah. the big mustache sniff, and the five this is kind of has... like almost playing it conservatively. The five, to me, I, the reason I don't like it is just I, you know, I, 
I, I like the previous generation. I think there's there's substance to that to that styling. Yeah, yeah. The new great. five looks a little smaller than the last one. I, I I think it is by design. They want to make it a little bit more sleek. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to kind of an is it a I don't know what this is the luxury midsize executive sedan or you know throw in every yeah. fancy word in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I I wanted to look a little bit more baller. It, it might just be the color, and uh, I don't love the color on this particular i five. It just it kind of reminds me. Of a smaller car for some reason. So when I mm. when I actually saw it up, kind of from a distance, I thought it was a, it was a smaller car than the five series. I, I always like five series for how it they look. It looks small. Yeah, I don't think it is small, but it looks. I kind of like that about design. it. Yeah, it it it, it's it, it. Dare I even say it's clean? Yeah. It's not a slap you know side what? as like, a seven. Like front three quarters, pretty clean. Yeah. Um, the rear three quarter thing is like a little too busy. Like the rear bumper, like fake diffuser treatment yeah. does not jive with me. And it just looks kind of anonymous. Yeah, I think anonymous is right. Like mm-hmm. uh, to me, I, I like the last five series for how they look. They, they yeah. look a lot more substantial. Um, the good part is it's, you know, with recent BMW designs, this is the least controversial one, I think. Or, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely yeah. like their play of their new designs. This one definitely plays it the safest. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, maybe that is a win. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I got a chance to drive it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, the i5, I always like the BMW EVs. I, they drive. They're great. You know, they're, they're driving mm-hmm. pretty natural. The i5 is exactly what I, what, 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 you know, just like the i7 and the iX and the i4. Um, it drives natural, uh, tons of power. Like obviously, don't you know? There's just no debate. Like this car will blow any car uh, on the street that you see on on terms of like just passing, like, yeah. like sheer sudden passing. You you just step on the yeah. throttle. This thing just launches. Absolutely. Um, so uh, you know, and, and and I like the interior to an extent. I um, yeah, I, it's kind of a revision of what we saw on the seven that debuted last year. Yeah, it's which, just a which smaller, like. smaller version of it. I love the LED light bar that's in the middle. Yeah. Um, so you know, for those who haven't seen a picture or video of it, there, you know, BMW has kind of added this kind of sort of crystally uh, mm-hmm. LED light bar in the middle that changes color as you drive. Um, as your they, they, I think they say as the mood changes, if you want to be more expressive, mm-hmm. uh, it changes to a you know a warmer color, and then you know if you want to cool it down they'll go blue or green or something like that um so i i, I do like that I, yeah I, I like that light bar a lot i think uh, it's, it's a tight simple dashboard like like it so it gets away from like their usual kind of like bigger in your facey yeah. sort of dashboards it's relatively small you just have that light bar you have like big fancy speaker grills and the screen like the ultra wide screen and that's kind of it and the iDrive is still exists which i'm thankful for so the, the, that's the rotary rotary yeah. dial um, I think you know on the smaller model like the X1 they've gone away with it and just gone straight. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. The X1 they don't have it doesn't have a rotary. Ew. So and wow. then and it's weird because the the X1 still uses kind of the same infotainment that you you know from a BMW. So so, so it's still I drive but without the knob. Without the knob, correct? Write them a stern letter. This is outrageous. Yeah. I totally thought, but like even 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 minis have the. Knob, so I'll, so I'm surprised the the X1 loses it. Yeah, they they got rid of that on the X1, and then uh, so on on the so I, I was I was happy to actually still see it on the i5. Yeah. Hmm. And, and, oh. and interior space is you know what you've come to expect with a kind of a five series. It's it's smaller than the Accord, that's for sure, but it, they've always been. So, yeah. so yeah. There's no debate there. Uh, you know, there, there's just a little bit more room than the three. It's yep. not a seven. A, a good amount more. So like like the three is like kinda tight, whereas the five, like I'm I can comfortably sit behind myself with like without even coming close to touching the seats. Mm-hmm. 
and it definitely feels like it doesn't drive as much of a barge slash a boat as a seven would. Well, that's because it's approximately a quarter of the size of the seven. Of course, that's true. The seven is the biggest car in the universe. Yeah, ever it does have its own. It's great. It's boat. like it's 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 like driving an apartment building, but yeah, like it also drives like an apartment building. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, uh, but that's not the only. Uh, that's not the only. Uh, it's not. It's not all electric. I think you can still get the turbo four uh, in the base five now, but but that's the only gasser you can get. There's no more uh, B B fifty eight. And I don't. I was gonna say, don't know how you feel about that. I do know how I feel about that. I don't like it. I should be able to get a B fifty eight. I should be able to get a V8. I should be able to get an M5. I get what they're doing with the M60 thing, is the M60 yeah. is replacing the M5, X5M, whatever. It's the M60 is the new M now, yeah. and the competition is the old M. So, like, I'm thinking, hoping we are going to get an M5 comp at some point out of this platform. It makes sense. It makes sense. They've never not done it. It would be, I think it'd be blasphemous if they didn't. I just, I. The fact that we have to guess it all is upsetting. <laughs> like, you get, like, here's the slow one. You can have the gas slow one with the four-banger if you hate yourself. But I want a quick gas one. Why can't I have a quick gas one? Why can't I have a decent gas one? I just, like, give me the B58. That's a great motor. Put that motor in that car. It'd be car of the year. Huh. Speaking of B58s, uh, we also have the BMW X5 P-Have in the garage this week. Put that powertrain... In this five, 15 out of 10, amazing car. I, okay, so a few a few episodes ago, I made no bones about how much I particularly enjoyed the Mercedes GLE 450E. Um, this X5 blows that out of the water. Yeah, because it has like, two extra cylinders. Yeah. And also has been blessed by Bavarian Jesus. Of course. Yeah. Um, speaking of Bavarian Jesus, I've been taking advantage of... Uh, of of wow, uh, what's what's the drive assist professional if my memory serves pro pilot assist active drive of the one where something? it drives itself yes this yeah. thing drives itself uh, I still have the same complaints as I did with the X7 in that the lane changes do feel perhaps a bit too abrupt again par for the course considering how most BMW drivers uh, drive uh, yes I did go there um, but at the same time. I, upon picking it up yesterday and driving back to the office, which isn't exactly, it's not, it's not exactly a short commute. I can count on one hand the times I had to touch the steering wheel. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's just so good at everything. And now it's <laughs> ridiculously good on gas too. Yes. The, that X5 uh, plugin, it, it's probably one of my favorite new cars yeah. um that just does everything i i had a chance to actually drive that the same car that you're you're driving right now nick uh and i took that on a three-hour road trip up north uh with the, with the family and it, it it was perfect the there's so much power this is not a regular like a mm-hmm. like don't think hybrid and when you hear hybrid people think it's a kind of a slow car um but no this is this thing will move. This thing properly moves. I think it's got five. Was it five hundred horsepower? So four eighty. Four hundred eighty-three horsepower. Five sixteen pound 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 feet of torque versus three hundred eighty-one horsepower in the GLE. Yeah. So, so so the GLE, like we were all kind of thinking, oh, it's a four fifty. It's probably got 
the old three liter six still. Yeah. Plus because, the hybrid. Because midsize SUV. So this thing should be pretty sweet. And yeah. like, yes, it's nice. Yes, it looks good. Yes, it drives pretty well. But like, it was unimpressive when you put your foot down. We're like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. We were all surprised was, to learn it was the four banger, whereas with this X5, fixes that. It is. Yeah, the X5, when, when, when you really, when you put your foot down, this thing goes and it sounds great. Yeah. That six cylinder sounds really good really really good mm-hmm. yeah and it's so good on gas like i remember taking it on the highway and i was i think for the for the whole trip back and forth this was a six hour drive um you know kind of mostly highway some city and i did in the fives that's ridiculous they were, that's th- there was a stretch where i was doing it in the twos and this is well after kind of the battery quote-unquote depleted right so because the battery yeah. only has yeah. about 40 kilometer or 50 kilometer range 60 ish just over 60 yeah it's so over 60. 60 kilometer range so the battery you know should have been def- depleted but bmw just somehow it, it gets the battery going just enough that it will kind of resume driving for a little bit and then goes back into the engine but yeah so i was doing it in the twos like maybe like 2.5 yeah. liter per 100 for a stretch of the time, yeah. Uh, but overall, I did like in the fives. That's silly. Like for something that's yeah. that size and that comfortable and drives it that well, like it is black magic. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they keep doing how it. How does Bavarian but they Jesus do it? Do it. <laughs> so good. And it looks great. Yeah, and it looks great. It does. It's, I think the X5 is probably the best looking BMW you can buy right now. I, I, yeah, that that you might actually be true. Yeah, because it still has like the. Safe, it's got, it's conventional, got handsome styling with like contemporary sniff. updates. Yeah. yeah, it's got a medium um, sniff to it. It's got me, but it's like the the, the appropriate amount of sniff. Yeah, it's yeah. proportionate it sniff. It works. <laughs> yeah, pro- 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 proportionate. It's sniff. got the new iDrive. It's still got like the older, more less digitally kind of interior layout. It's a nice yeah. place to sit. Like, thing's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that next vibe. Mm. It's uh, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I think the. Uh, I think my only knock against it is the fact that I have to dig into iDrive in order to change the the distance, the following distance for adaptive cruise control. Well, you can change it? You can. Oh, shit. I but, know that. Right? So, I, that. I mean, logically speaking, and this is perhaps the only, yeah, it's probably the only miss in the, in the X5 he have. Uh, you can't adjust the following distance with the steering wheel controls. Okay, so so I've noticed this in the last few that I've had where there is no button for it on the steering wheel. Yeah. On the flip side, I like how clean the steering wheel is. For as much as we like this Grand Highlander, that steering wheel is a mess. There's like 40 buttons on it. Yeah. Um, the BMWs don't fall into that trap. And I just assumed that function was gone. They just figured, well, Bavarian Jesus will figure out the appropriate distance. Don't you worry pretty little head about it. <laughs> and I didn't, and it was fine. So <laughs> I feel like it was maybe it was a bit too far for my liking. Not that I tailgate people, uh, especially behind the wheel of BMW, but the fact that it's kind of clunky having to like go into the infotainment system to like just let Jesus handle it. Yeah, yeah. Ben thoughts? That's true. Well, I, I think we also forget one you know one huge point for the X5 plug-in is its price. Yes, this is enormous. Yes. Thanks this, for bringing that up. This thing starts at ninety thousand dollars yep. Canadian, which is a phenomenal value for what you get. It, yeah. yeah, how much car, how much engine, yeah, how much space, how much luxury you get. The one that we have us tested is one hundred seven. It's got a mm-hmm. like a fifteen thousand dollar premium package or whatever. 
Um, but you can get this in within a hundred grand. This yeah. thing is a yep. home run. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you pull that fifteen thousand dollar premium package off, it is now comparably equipped to that GLE. Yeah, with two more cylinders. Well, well, well even then, our GLE tester that was like. That was one o two, roughly one o two as tested, right? And this X, this X five is like five grand more expensive, right? For it's something worth that, it. that's way more dynamic, but yeah. not less comfortable. Exactly, has a way better powertrain. Not better in that it's faster. Like yep. like like this, not just being like hooliganism here. Like it's yep. smoother. It sounds better. It's nicer. It is not worse on fuel. Yeah, like it's just witchcraft. Even then, even then, with our uh, with the JLE. Like that was still missing the drive assist package, so another two hundred grand for for adaptive. Two hundred grand. Sorry, uh, does it just what? come with a guy named Jesus to drive <laughs> for you? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, twenty five hundred bucks, uh, and that gets you all the drive assists, including adaptive cruise on the JLE, which is kind of stupid when when you think about it. If I'm paying not ninety fucking grand for a luxury SUV, it better be fucking standard, regardless. Once you take the the drive assist package uh, option box on, on the JLE, that takes you to about 104, 105-ish. But still, I'd still fork over the, the, the extra money for the X5. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, look how the tide has changed. I thought you loved that JLE. I know. You, I, I two days did, ago, you were. You I thought were I did too. It. We did like the GLE. Like, I, did. I took it out, and like I'll be the first person to talk shit about Benz on this podcast because they've just yeah. been so disappointing for me lately, compared to the cars that I used to have and what I grew up with. Yeah. And like, oh, this Benz fixes that. It is nice. It makes sense. It's well put together. I like the dashboard layout. Mm-hmm. The powertrain's fine. It's a PHEV. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll accept it. And then BMW shows up and goes, No, 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 no. Yeah, hold my beer. This is yeah. how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just throw some B58 at this problem. Solve everything. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, definitely car of the year material. Ooh. That's a slick segue, Nick. <laughs> That's a big statement, Nick. <laughs> yes. So um, we're kind of spitballing off, Mike. Like, yeah. how do we wrap up this podcast? So we're kind of starting to think about maybe talking about nominations for yeah. car of the year, it's kind tor- of what we're thinking about. It's towards the end of the year. We have quite a few 23s. We drove uh, a lot of cars our, this year, yeah. Under our belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, from now until at the end of the year, we pr- we pretty much only have twenty fours. I think this X five is a twenty four, so it does not count. I think you're I'm right. Ninety percent sure it is a like twenty four facelift model. Yeah, yeah, it has the big screen, so therefore that's it would true. Be, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. we so next year we'll circle back around oh. to it. Yeah, and it's gonna win car of the year next year. Yeah, uh, but for this year. What did y'all like? Let's not like we're not doing awards right now. No, we're not no, crowning no. anything. No. Let's just what y'all feel no, like. What you like? Later. What are your highlights this year? Well, just off the top of my head, I I love the Acura Integra Type S. Yeah, um, that's really a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, it's you know, those who got to know me, I know I I, I love Honda, so I, I am a little biased there, and I'll admit mm. it. Um, but I did not expect them to come up with a product that it's so well rounded. It it actually, I you know, it beats the Honda Civic Type R, which is, which is crazy in terms of you know it's got more power than the Type R. It's got more luxury. It's got a heated steering wheel. It's got heated seats. Uh, power it's, just it's power. really good looking. And it, it it looks great. It's got the flares. It sounds okay. It's it's just does everything for me. Sounds okay is a big improvement over the the previous gen Civic Type R. 
Correct. Uh, even with the cur- current gen, I think this one just you know it, it, maybe because there's it's a little bit it has a little bit more sound deadening, which is yeah. kind of counterintuitive, but it kind of drones out a little bit of the unwanted noise and allows me to actually hear it better. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but I I, I enjoy that Integra Type S a lot. Yeah. I think for me, the one thing that really punched me in the face this year in a good way was the goddamn Toyota Prius. No. What? Yes. Absolutely. No. Like, I was not... Okay. Two cars. Uh, the, the Prius, uh, only because I was not expecting it to be that much of a fucking blow-up. I say no, but I I, I knew. Like, it, it, was, yeah. it is good. Yeah. It's... It actually looks good. It looks great. Toyota's been na- Toyota's been nailing their new shit. Yeah, um, and compared to what you get out of the previous uh, Prius in terms of like you know driving dynamics or lack thereof and horsepower or lack thereof, uh, it's the new Prius is genuinely engaging and fun to ring out. So all the drive is standard now. It's pushing about. 200 horsepower uh it's still not it's not fast i i would i i would even i would barely call it quick but it's pretty punchy off the line surprisingly so and it's one set of dedicated summer tires away from being a surprisingly good uh, corner carver well, I, I I don't know if I would go that far, but you know, kind of I the, would go that far. But the impression for me is um, kind of driving it, and like, why do you, why does anybody need an electric car? Where, you know, if I'm doing what sort of three three liter per hundred, yeah. uh, on a very conservative estimate, so like this thing will do in the threes all day. Yeah. I averaged five point five, and and this is the standard uh, powertrain. Oh yeah, it's this is the, the standard one. The yes. prime. Yes, um, and I wasn't exactly. I wasn't exactly taking it easy with that thing. No, and, and so like the, <laughs> it does so well on, on, on gas, and it makes me wonder like why do I need to go for the trouble to charge it? Um, it's got it's got good range. It, it it's a good commuter car. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if I want to you know I'm gonna go as far as saying putting summer tires on it and in and, and carving corners, but it's a perfect uh, commuter car for me. If I have to just go to work, go home, uh, drive it around, yeah, the Prius does it. Yeah, I actually never drove one i probably thought you took john's prime out for a spin around the block oh i did yeah you shot it i did shoot it and it was fine it was (laughs) come the fuck on like not a bad product by any stretch but like it's just not a b58 right not a b58 well yeah Yeah, uh, can you imagine that car with a b58 and they already have the partnership why not (laughs) (laughs) well how, can, can you talk about a car that you like that maybe doesn't have a B58? Um, yeah, the Z4 M40i was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew that was okay. coming. Okay, let me guess what your list is. Uh, IS500, 300C Final Edition, Hellcat. Yep. <laughs> it's funny because those are my top three, too. Yep. Yeah, those cars are the best. I want them a lot. You just um, Nick, you just spent ten minutes talking about Prius and and all these hybrids, and and then you're telling me the three hundred seat with the V eight. 
Was it like with the big IS V8? Five, <laughs> IS 500 with a V8. Well, my second yeah. choice for a car of the year would be the SC 500 cab. That thing was fucking phenomenal. I still have goosebumps thinking about that. The yeah. Lexus car. LC 500, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that car is really yeah. And I actually, <sighs> I, Ben, I shot your mm. LC 500 per four, per four monte pack. Uh, that car is really good. Like still, uh, really good. I don't yeah. know if I would take one over an IS 500. I don't. But like it, that's the car Aston Martin should be making. It has like the sense of theater, the sense of occasion, yeah. the character, the and driving the dynamic, and the look. Yeah, the car looks, sounds, and feels like a million bucks for a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Like it's nuts. I take one of those over a DB11 without blinking every yeah. every single time. And and the fact that it's it's just like that's not a car you buy for the numbers. No, it doesn't have a lot of hor- well, it does have a lot of horsepower. I was like fucking four seventy four seventy. Yeah, four seventy something. Uh, but it, it's not fast. This, no, it's this, like this, zero to sixteen. What, like four and a half seconds? Yeah, which is an eternity now. But it sounds good doing it. Yeah. The flip side is okay. An actual car of the year for me that qualifies because it's a twenty three was the M eight fifty I had in the spring. Yeah. Oh yes. That's a ben, you and I have talked about this at length. Yeah. Yep. That car is wonderful. That does nothing wrong. It looks great. It has the sense of theater. It has the occasion. It's a big, sexy, dramatic coupe. It's Another B8, big V8, just like the Lexus, but with two turbos on it and mild hybrid assist. It punches so much about its weight. It's, like I've, yeah. I've constantly drawn a lot, like all the comparisons with a lot more expensive sports coupes, and, and then I, I kind of go back and I'm like, yeah, but it's not the ME50i. That's the thing. And, and like, what that car does, it manages to be like competent, it drives well, it is ridiculously fast, and it's a fantastic daily. I don't know how so many people are buying 911s. They're usually just getting used as dailies to sit in traffic, yeah. and 850 would suit them so yeah. much better. 100%. I think this thing's got 523 horsepower, yeah. uh, which is so much for street driving. Mm-hmm. And I think what's remarkable is it makes that M8 competition feels a little less somehow. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've, ta- we've, we've explored this topic like on previous episodes but um but like i don't know man like why i don't see the point unless you're in it for the badge for the flexing uh for the bragging rights i don't think there's a point in going going for the ma comp but that's it we've talked about this it's like nine tenths of the yeah of the the, of the experience at a fraction of the price Mm -hmm. and it's arguably more comfortable it is not arguably. It is, it more, is definitely, it more, is comfortable. definitely yeah. more comfortable. Yeah. It's got a better interior, I think, uh, because it's. Got, I like the glass stuff. I, I really like the. I crisp, like the glass the stuff. stuff. I, I like the the super aggressive carbon buckets in the competition no, cars. That's, like that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, they're. Once you're in them, they're sweet. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, 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 if if you're gonna track it, yes, I get it. Like, yeah. Who, get the who's M- tracking an eight series? Who's tracking a? I'm, this is the thing, such right? A big like, heavy car. Somebody will. I don't know. It's not gonna be me. Like somebody's gonna do it, but the the bottom line is, it's not like a traditional track weapon, just by virtue of how big and heavy it is. Yeah. And yeah. It's it, it's a great fast street car. It it's stupid. It's it's so fast. Mm-hmm. But then when you're driving in the street. I, I don't know if anybody can tell between an M8 competition and an M850i yeah, like, just driving on the street. Yeah, yeah. the difference right. is just kind of wasted. You're but kind of like, splitting hair at that point. Yeah, but it's not a product that's supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be like an aspirational, like, I want that one. I want the hot one. I want the juicy one. Like, It is. It doesn't have to make sense. But but if you want to be King Flex, well, there's your car. Hmm. Yep. Well, there you have it. I think, yeah, we'll 
great choice, the M850i. M850 is really cool. Great, I like that great car. Great choice. Um, yeah. The Prius, great choice. Prius is cool. Yeah. I'd still take a 300C. I love that. <laughs> over, over the Prius? All right, solid choice. Yeah. I just, I mean, you know what? I think the 300C sounds like slightly better than the Prius. Just as a little more character. Arguably. Arguably sounds yeah. better. But that's because the Prius doesn't have the summer tires that make once. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yes, that's right. Tires that's right. On that's there, right. It's going to sound great. He, he won't stop yeah. talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should just do a project just to, just to let him try it out. Just live, put, live up your dream. Just put PS4Ss on a Prius and like chop the muffler off. That honestly sounds fucking should, wild. Listeners, you should, you should, I wish you can see the grin on his face right now <laughs> just talking about it. Let's fucking do it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so let's take a look at what's in the garage next week Benji you are in the Honda Odyssey Touring yes VTEC son Woo-hoo. that's V-tech still a J35 minivan. right J35 minivan the hardest VTEC yeah the, I hope it still has the vacuum you why plan on vacuuming things up in the I've got kids, guys. Like, uh, mm, that's true. I, I mm. still want to return my press car in a in, in in kind of a respectable condition. So the car should clean itself so that you can do that. That's true. Yeah, okay, that's exactly it. Okay, uh, Imran's got the Mazda CX ninety uh, plug in hybrid. The uh, but but it's a mid trim spec, so it's the uh, spec that uh, people will actually buy. That'll be interesting to see compared yeah. with like the last couple of P heads we have with that with the CX ninety doing kind of like the punching way above its weight sort of thing being the yeah. premium product without the premium tag i'm actually su- very surprised that that thing doesn't have the skyactiv turbo four it has a normally aspirated four cylinder actually hold on a second ben you had a cx90 right i did yeah, yeah okay had gt right and nick you had a did you have a cx90 did you drive one i had the you had the six gasser. cylinder yeah. Yeah. okay six cylinder i had to plug in well there was there's no six no. oh no, how did the? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, that's right. Hang on. Honestly, okay. dude, everything has four cylinders. I, this thing has a okay. Th- so know, okay, so now hold on. Let's backpedal a little bit. We got a bit of time to play with here. So I forgot about this as a three-row because I keep forgetting it's in this segment because it feels so above its class. So between now this Grand Highlander and a CX ninety, and like decked out, they're in and around the same price range. So a CX ninety turbo, whatever the nice one is, is like. 67-ish, with the nice new straight six, with like 340 horsepower. This loaded uh, Grand Highlander Hybrid Max is like 68, if my memory serves. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty close. The Highlander is bigger and has more power. Slightly, Slightly. yeah. The CX-90, I think we can agree, drives better. Quite a bit better, quite a bit more dynamically. Has a, has a really unique straight six going for it. I wouldn't say quite a bit, but it is better. Yeah, quite a bit more dynamic. Yeah, if like if that's what you want to do with your SUV, and there's enough X5s out there to show that people do. Right, guys, help me out, please. Yeah, Bueller? I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> it 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 does drive better. I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's it's you know. It's, but it's, I don't mean it, that as a I knock. Say it's X5. Right? I don't mean that as a knock against the Grand Highlander. It drives well, but like the CX90 drives. Like I agree with you. I, the, well, yeah. the CX90 is, uh, drives better. It's mm. it's got a. I, I think interior wise, the Grand Highlander has really caught up. So yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think the CX90 has as much of a kind of a advantage when you know as, as say the CX9 had over the Highlander per se. Yes. Um, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the Grand Highlander has caught up a lot. Yeah. Um, Powertrain, I will. I, I think I'll take the six cylinder. Mm-hmm. Just it's just a little smoother. 
I don't know. Actually, they're they're both it's, really it's a tough good. Call, yeah, man. Because yeah. as, really as I was saying it, I, th- I was thinking like it's gonna be a slam dunk for the CX ninety straight six, baby. Let's do it's, it. And then like I'm thinking about it, like no, man, the no. Grand's really good. It's kind of not. I don't like the <clears throat> I don't like the transmission tuning in the CX ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the auto stop start system in the CX ninety is less than graceful. It's very it's, delayed and like yeah, and kicking back on. It's and, definitely a first gen product. Yeah, like, yeah, and you do feel the, you do feel uh, the transmission kind of uh, kneeing you in the back uh, when you coast to a stop and it downshifts. Yeah, don't like that. So that's kind of tipping me more towards the uh, the Grand Highlander, as much as as much as I love the CX nineties interior. Yeah, interesting. Okay, sorry. So continue. Yeah. All, otherwise, in the garage. Otherwise, in the garage. Uh, John is in the. Lexus RX 350 F-Sport. Cool. Uh, Gasser V6. Uh, Rush has a Jaguar F-Pace SVR. And uh, Nathan, you and I are are sharing the 2024 Rolls-Royce Spectre. How are we going to share that? What are the logistics of this? We'll figure something out. Okay. We don't have to bore our dear listeners with all the details for our car shuffling. Okay. Well, I didn't mean the logistics of it. Just like two guys splitting a car. Yeah. Well, well you, you you take a chainsaw like, and cut it down the middle. Okay. I mean, it's big enough that we can do this. We can cut it yeah. in half and still have a reasonable car. Oh, yeah. We still have enough car to car. Okay. All right. So I'll rent purposes. a plasma cutter. Excellent. It's going to be a great time. Let's do it. All righty. You can help out, Ben? Absolutely. Very good. Yeah, I'll get the rear. I want the rear seat, so you guys can split the front. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> righty. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Double Clutch.ca podcast. If you wish to follow along on our adventures and misadventures, uh, you can do so on socials at doubleclutch.ca. Um, and we'll... Uh, catch you next time, guys. We'll thank you, you very week. much for listening. Ben, thank you for joining us this week, man. Great to be here. Bye.